1: Hey, Big MX listeners, and thanks for showing up and listening to another episode of the Big MX Radio Podcast. Man, I love making these podcasts. They're so much fun to talk to all these industry folks, all these X racers, all these current racers, people who love motocross just as much as I do. And you know as well as I do, I love motocross. It's my favorite thing. I spend nights just watching old races new races talking to new racers talking to old racers and uh and and just bringing the sport to the highest level that i can i I love to just share the sport and and bring out those stories and and unpack all these cool things that uh that make the sport go and uh, hopefully you guys are listening and you're enjoying them as always if you have a request of who you'd like to have on the podcast Dale Borg has hit me up. Other people have hit me up as who they would like to hear on the podcast, and I've found a way to get those people on the show. Shoot me a direct message, bradgevhart88. Easy to find me. I'll always respond. Thanks so much for our sponsors that make this podcast possible. Sick those guys, awesome, as well as The Collective Experience, FMF, little D over at FMF is fantastic. Love that guy. Looking forward to chatting with him soon. Uh, looking forward to possibly getting uh, Medterra CBD. If you don't know a lot about CBD uh, products, please go check those out and, and find more about it. And uh, of course, uh, the Fast House is a huge sponsor of the show The show and they, they absolutely love it. And uh, Kenny Alexander is an awesome supporter of the show as well. So hopefully, you guys can support those podcasts or those pod- podcasts, those, those awesome companies. Let them know uh, that we're uh, doing a great job here over here at the Big MX Radio Podcast. And uh, let, let me know how I can make the show better as well. If you guys want to shoot me a direct message and let me know what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, I'm here to make it better. So, uh, yeah, just just continue uh, listening. I hope you guys are enjoying. And, uh, yeah, thanks. Bye. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by FMF. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt with us on the line he's a repeat offender and an absolute legend in the sport of motocross especially in north america goes by the name of scott burnworth scott
0: how's it going i'm doing great how are you doing good to be back on again
1: Hey, absolutely! Anytime we can uh, reconnect with one of our uh, legendary repeat offenders here on the podcast, it's a pleasure to mine. Uh, you're a, a guy who uh, had a long career within the uh, motocross industry, and then continued on uh, later thereafter uh, with, with both Maxima and, and Jet Pilot. And we've talked about that in our prior podcasts. But uh, yeah, I thought maybe we could call you up and uh, re up a little bit, see what's new and exciting in the world of, uh, of Scott Burnworth. It's been uh, it's been some time. You've uh, I think actually, since we last had you on you, you had built up that Suzuki uh one two five with that bill's pipe on there that looks that gets so much attention yeah, on social course. media uh so what's new mm-hmm.
0: well, you know is it, uh, doctors you you mentioned that um we just had the uh, our santa claus uh g p down here It's that a friend of mine he has a like a three acre uh three hundred acre ranch okay down here near me. Um, it's called the vote ranch and, um, we did kind of a weekend thing. It was mostly on, mostly on Saturday though, all the riding, and it's really not all racing. It's mostly like open, open format. You can, you know, ride uh free ride. And then we have a few like fun races, uh, at, at the midday and, um, kind of space a couple out through the day, um, different classes in there. You know, not that many, just one moto. It's, it's uh, you know, like three to five laps, and it's just for fun, and we have a great time. And um, I was riding the 87 Suzuki, which was incredible, as usual.
1: Oh, for sure. Now, I've seen this thing up close and personal, of course. Uh, annual pilgrimage for me is to go to uh, the Carlsbad reunion, where I think you've had that bike on display at least last year, if not the year prior as well um it's uh mm-hmm. it's a centerpiece it's beautiful the the pipe the seat uh the plastics you guys did an amazing job with it restoring that thing and uh um I can only imagine how how good it sounds once you get that thing fired up um like uh what's what sort of like kind of um like when you you, you do these like one off events so, sort of like a day in the dirt or something mm-hmm. like that where they like people can right. sort of get together and it's more about the people and the memories and the time and just sort of like savoring the moment rather than the serious racing side of it like do you think there's a lot of value in those types of events
0: yeah i mean it's it's pretty fun for me because uh you know I grew up racing Carl's dad uh doing that, so i I thought it'd be cool to uh do a reunion you know to to give get everyone back together after so many years, you know, I mean, not just riders, it's, uh, people that, you know, used to go to Carlstadt to watch, you know, the owner of the track, the, you know, um, the people that were involved with, you know, the USGP, um, just, I mean, and so many people race there locally from around here. It's like, I mean, that was the place to go. I mean, Carl's bad saddleback was one weekend, the next weekend. So, I mean, a lot of people come out and say, Oh man, I used to ride back in, you know, 1970 something. And, you know, up until the eighties when it closed, you know? And so, so many people rode there. Um, they really enjoy it. We have a bike show. Um, just people come out it's at a brewery. So you really can't beat that, yeah. you know, have a few beers and, Talk shop and uh, it's a fun day. Absolutely, anyone who hasn't already
1: taken uh, taken the time to do it, I encourage them to do so. Like I said, I've been the last two years. I plan on going again this year. I always see my good friend uh, Dan Geary, who uh, he has uh, probably the most extensive collection of uh, of retro vintage. Uh, moto gear, authentic stuff a lot of the time. Sometimes it's a remake because uh, you just can't, some of the stuff is so hard to find. In fact, yeah. I think Dan probably has more, uh, more collectively, more gear from guys who grew, like, that were like legends in the sport coming up than those legends themselves have it. Like, he's probably got more Scott Burnworth stuff than you do. Yeah,
0: that's probably true. <laughs> I mean, I don't have that much anymore. No. And, uh, you know, I see it floating around, you know, on the you know, on the internet and stuff like that. And I'm like, hey, where'd you get that? Can I have it back?
1: Yeah, exactly. You
0: know, I have some, some old friends that, uh, you know, back east that, that say, here, look what I got, you know. And I'm like, oh, darn, I wish I had that. No kidding. Um, you almost
1: wish that know, uh, really every year you it. just put a, get a, a hockey bag full of all your, like, like, every color of everything you wore that year and just one of every set, set it aside just so that you can, rummage through that at some point but it's of course like you guys are in your early to mid 20s sometimes in your teens when you're getting uh this gear and and to you it's like like you're always a you're either always getting new stuff or b it's just ratty motocross gear why would you want that stuff but of course now when we're older and we're more nostalgic uh yeah you want that stuff to come back
0: yeah exactly i'm kind of kicking myself now i mean i just you know, I was sponsored by JT. You know, Cinesalo and all these, all these companies. I had so much gear. I had, you know, helmets. You know, painted by Troy Lee. And I don't know. I just didn't. You know, this, like you said, you're back. You know, when you're younger, you're, you know, you're done racing. It's like, you know, what all? What am I going to do with this stuff? You know, it's not not really worth anything then. You know, yeah. but now it's just like I. I really kick myself all the old Joe JT gear, and especially like my old helmets. Um, I have, I have, I do have some of them. So um, I have a few. I don't have too many uh, Suzuki helmets, which so I'm kind of bummed mm-hmm. out. Um, I have a couple like factory Bell Yamaha open faces, which is kind of cool. My dad had them in his garage, so I got those back. For sure. Like, you, you would have had a, your fair share of, uh, like, Bell
1: Magnums back in the day. Were you a Jofa mouthpiece guy? Were you a Finn fighter guy? Like, what – what? Uh, wh- how did you decorate the helmet? How do you keep your face safe yeah. uh, in the days when of – Yeah.
0: When I – you know, everybody was wearing open faces then. And, um, uh, yeah, I start out wearing a Jofa, like, when I first started riding pro because that's pretty much what every, everybody yeah. wore. I mean um, – and then it slowly, slowly started changing. I didn't really change at first. You know, I I wore the, the JT mouth guard with the you know the Scott goggles and stuff, and mm-hmm. um, and then I I think after that, yeah, it was the Scott mask. I went to the Scott mask, and I pretty much wore that uh, for the rest of my my career. That's a strong um, look. I don't like
1: everyone can yeah. see what you will. That was a good look when you had the right color combo, like the goggles with the oh, helmet yeah. and the mask. Like that was like I, I like I would argue that you could still wear it today it still look pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, cuz back then it was Suzuki and it just, you know, the Scott yellow goggles with the yellow mask yep. and the, you know, the the yellow helmet with the blue stripes. I mean, it was like it just it looks so good, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like really stoked on that look. No doubt. If 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 only you could find
1: some unpackaged uh, stuff like that. And then I'm always amazed that Dan can find some stuff like that every once in a while. Like, I, like literally, I think like six weeks ago, he sent me a picture of like at least five brand new in the original wrapper Jofa mouthguards. And I'm like, how is that even like? Who had that in a cellar somewhere?
0: Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you know there. That stuff's out there. You just got to yeah. find it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. A good friend of mine, Keith Linus, he has a lot, a lot of stuff like that. Because he, he was real good friends with J, the guys at JT. And I, I think he actually worked there. He did work there at one point. And he's got just piles of uh, jerseys and whatnot, like still in the bag, you know. the All kinds of stuff. No
1: kidding. That stuff's wild i do i like i i love the the fact that, that you can get some reproduction stuff uh that uh twenty four dot co on the on instagram seems to have that that market yeah order. uh that that yeah, like it's cool. as much as that like uh like you want to support uh new companies and stuff like that and like uh going offshore is, is isn't always ideal it's tough to turn down those jerseys my friend like they look Really, really good, like there's some great Suzuki jerseys over the years like they basically basically a rip off of stuff that you would have worn, and it's right fresh yeah. out of the bag like I got some big MX jerseys, they look sweet uh, in fact, I think I gotta send you one of those, um, but uh yeah, like the actually the funny thing is is that like I think I get my nostalgia and my affinity for style from my dad because my dad had the the blue. Bell, or yeah, Bell, Blue Bell Magnum with, and he had hand painted it himself. His it was a white Jofa, but he hand painted mm-hmm. it like Suzuki yellow because of course he wrote Suzuki's as well. And that, like the, the yeah. blue with the uh, the yellow accent, I think that uh, that would have been a hot look back in yeah. nineteen seventy five.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure, absolutely.
1: So uh another uh, like on, on top of this Santa race obviously you can, you can give me more details on that if you want because that sounds like a really cool event to go to um like most people would uh, be surprised to find out that uh Scott Burnworth really likes uh mini bike uh mini bike races um something that like it had its absolute heyday yep. in the mid uh, mid two thousands. Died off a little bit, but I think there's still a little bit of uh, like uh, affection for it. People like getting onto those little things. They're safe. They're easy. They're actually very similar to vintage racing in that respect. Uh, why,
0: why do you like? Vintage? Yeah. Why do you like that stuff so much? Uh, you know, I've always been into it because I just like the mini bikes riding. You know, I don't ride the I don't ride the super small, like you know, the CR fifty. Yeah. You know that size and stuff like that, but. Um, I ride a little bit bigger one. Um, so, I mean, I've just been doing it all my life. You know, when I was when I was small, I was riding, you know, XR75, you know. I mean, I was, you know, it was a big bike then. But, you know, I've just been doing it so long. And it's so fun. You go out in the hills and, you know, with your buddies. And, um, I remember where I live now. I mean, this was probably 70... Eight or something like that that's when you know Marty Tripes and uh, like Ted Weeks they were like kind of Honda riders and they brought a group out to where I live which is about where I live now I mean these guys were all on like XR75 and it was all like older guys and they it was, it was incredible it was like they just like cruise around you know do some motos on this little track and cruise over here and you know, do some motos on this little track and just just have fun. I mean, you know, they're wearing, you know, like a jersey with maybe their boots and, and a helmet, and that's it, you know, some goggles. There you So go. that's kind of where it comes. It's just, you know, it's, it's fun to get with your friends. They're all on the same, sometimes on the same bikes. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's all about having fun.
1: Yeah, I think in in that scenario, the serious racing just gets blown out the window and it's all about uh, just enjoying yourself, uh, like a little, some, like... Some close fun racing, but still like not not as serious as like an actual full on takeout move and stuff like that. You're completely limited by the technology, which is sort of the exact same as as vintage racing is that you can't go out and like launch that big triple or something like that just because the bike won't let you. So you have to basically race to the limitations yeah. of the machinery. Um, and I think that I think it's, it's fun. I think it brings back that sort of like. Uh, uh, a very old school approach to motorcycling, uh, motorcycle racing in the fact that it's just like the enjoyment of it. It's almost like that uh, quintessential fast house approach that it's not totally about being the fastest guy on Sunday, it's about enjoying yourself on Sunday,
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, and back when the the tip bike thing was big, um, that's when I kind of get got into like, I promoted like a thing called mini madness and it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was all the pit bike, you know, the, the hopped up bikes, the young kids. And, you know, there was, I mean, anybody could race. I mean, if you're even older guys, but, um, I started doing that. God, it's been a while, um, while ago. And I, um, you know, every year I usually put that on and, and the guys still have the bikes, the guys still coming out, you know, the old guys on the, you know, the 12 inch, Twelve-inch rim bikes and uh, yeah, just having fun, you know. Yeah, absolutely, they were definitely doing some barbing, though. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's the thing. The helmet goes on,
1: and as much as, you, as some people don't want to be serious, it's unavoidable at certain times, and that's yeah, that's all in good fun as well. Um, just like, uh, just out of curiosity, I just like uh, uh, plugged your original hometown of—is it Jamul?
0: It's Hamul. It's, Hamul. It's it sounds yeah. It's, it's a humble, so it's an H. Yeah. It's, okay. it's a J, but it sounds like H. Yeah. Right, just Hummel, like it's, it's
1: uh, La, La Jolla, not La Jolla. Uh, exactly. As I found out this last year as well. Um, uh-huh. That you're so, You're basically south of um, of San Diego, pretty basically. Like, how, what was your, your riding east, situation, girl? Uh,
0: southeast of southeast of uh, San Diego, and I, yeah. I could see uh, downtown kind of from my house. Okay. Um, Yeah, we moved out there when I was, you know, maybe about, uh, I think, in 1973, and there was nothing out here. You know, my dad, uh, you know, he wanted to get out of the city, and uh, we moved out here, and there was, like, you know, no houses around. And, I mean, it was the best place to grow up. I mean, you could do anything you want. You know, I could just ride right out of my house, right out of my garage, just go you know, anywhere, and it was just awesome growing up. I mean, especially for my racing career, because I could, I had so many tracks, um, just riding right out. You know, I didn't have to load up or anything like that. You know, just go out, do some motos, come back. Um, you know, just do all kinds of kids things. You know, shooting BB guns and 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 whatnot. So yeah, we had a great time out here.
1: Fair enough. So you would have been a fair distance from like like when people think uh, grow up thinking like, uh, like quintessential not to use that for use that uh, phrase too often, but uh, like just absolutely essential Southern California. They think Indian Dunes. They think uh, yeah. like like closer to that like kind of the Simi Valley area, which is a good jaunt from where you're at. So for you, was it basically just Carlsbad and what else? Okay.
0: Um, from what. From where I was down here, there was a track called Four Corners. It was about, um, probably about a half an hour away, um, mm-hmm. you know, down south. So, yeah, you'd have to go to Carlsbad. Um, and it was, um, that was the kind of the track. There was a few tracks down here. Uh, it's called the Hesa. There was a good TT track. I, I raced a lot there. There was a track called South Bay Speedway that was more like a, in a uh, race car track, like an oval, mm-hmm. um, down south, and grew up, like, a lot of a lot of good guys raced there. It was mostly night racing down there. Uh, it was kind of tight. You know, Brock Glover, um, everybody you could think of, Tribes, um, you know, uh, Ronnie, uh, Moats, I mean, pretty much anybody you could think of down here race there because it was some great racing you know pro um minis up the pros and um but uh going back um after four corners the the original motocross track here i think it closed down and right about that same time uh, my dad and it was a group of uh, other kind of mini dads and they started a uh, truck called Barona Oaks. Okay. And that's where really I I started my you know kind of my mini mini career out there cuz it was all about minis and mm-hmm. um, they did a I they did have big bikes but it was like you had uh it was all about minis. It was California Mini Motorcycle uh, Club. So it was all about minis fans um it was it was just great growing up there um i have I used to go there like pretty much every weekend camp out and uh just had a good time
1: i like it that is uh that, that is just good that's just a great way to uh to raise a family my friend um, so that being said, like, uh, like you, you, you spent most of your time there. How often would you make it up to, uh, an Indian dunes that like the riverside area? Like, would, would you venture up that way or was that not until
0: you'd eventually start to like, um, um, like, yeah, you know, we'd go up there for the major races like, uh, NMA used to hold the big races there, the world, uh, mini Grand Prix, Okay um usually just the bigger races um the big NMA was like the big club then and um but usually we kind of you know stayed to you know Carl's Bed Saddleback um we actually used to travel around you know Phoenix um, we had races out there Las Vegas um kind of all part of the series uh but it was kind of in the southwest here so mm-hmm. There was there was a lot of tracks then. I mean, it's n- not like today. You know, there's just not a lot going on down here, at least.
1: Yeah. Nowadays, you basically, you're you're at Paula, uh, Paris, Milestone, or Glen Helen. Uh, yeah, exactly.
0: Am I thinking? Am I missing? And one? that's and that's probably a couple hours away from down here. You know, San Diego. Uh, Paula's oh yeah. Probably the Paula's closest, closest track. Still a drive. And that's that. You know that's probably at least that an hour from here, yeah, and uh there's not really any tracks down here. It's kind of a shame, no kidding, know.
1: and I'm also looking at your uh your the the satellite uh, picture of your um, your highway situation, and all I see is red, Scott, nothing but red. it's just <laughs> going nowhere <Yeah. laughs> on the fifteen if you're sitting on the fifteen right now. Uh, Unfortunately, this isn't a live podcast, but if anyone's sitting on the 15 right now, they are not moving. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Big MX Radio Podcast. Stay tuned. Let's listen to some commercials and get right back to the show.
0: We're going to do whatever we want, and if you're cool with it, you're cool with it. If you're not, we're still going to do the thing. I can just let go. Put our middle fingers up with a smile and let it roll. It's not just go out there and train to be number one because it's more losers and winners in this world. I grew up in Newhall. That was eight oh five. I got into this can. I said that is a badass fucking can. The beer's even better inside. We have a band of brothers. They're different. They just like to have a good time and live life, have fun and kill it.
1: Fast House is nothing but fun. We all want to feel good. The average guy can go out there, throw down. I do it my way and it's all
0: that matters. It's not easy to do this shit. My girl's looking at me to support
1: her, and i am got a broken leg from dirt bike. You see a lot of people that fall out of it. It's all so based on results and being the winner, that mentality of the 60s, 70s. That's what we try to do, is bring that back where it's not so serious. <laughs> I don't really like the super competitiveness of it. I like to bring something that's more lighthearted
0: probably all serious about it at one point and kind of realize let's just have fun that's what my old man did and it just really resonated with me riding a dirt bike on that fine line of glory and disaster throw your leg over a bike and haul ass across the desert and feel free 90% of people that own a motorcycle go out on the weekends and they just want to have fun, can't ever take that for granted two wheels till the wheels fall off man Once I feel
1: like you become a man, you know, you get off the track and you're exhausted. Just ice cold beer, just nothing sounds better than
0: that. This Fast House crew is going to break the mold how it used to be and maybe even then some.
1: Big MX Radio listeners, let's talk a little bit about candles. Maybe not your favorite topic. Maybe you've never talked about candles before, but uh, do you not enjoy candles? Come on. It's not the most manly thing in the world, and maybe you would just buy these things for your girlfriend. But Sickwick's candles are second to none. First of all, they're a soy-based candle, which are not as harmful as far as chemicals go in the air as a paraffin wax candles. Yes, there are differences. Uh, they sound really cool, and the woods, the wood wick crackling, really awesome. You guys are gonna love it. I love candles; they set the mood. Uh, whether you're in the bedroom, you're in the living room, or you want to give a more friendly scent to that garage of yours, check out sickwicks.com. That's s i c w a w i c k scom Check them out and uh, get yourself some w- soy-based candles. Uh, you're going to love them. And uh, they also have wax melts and stuff like that. They've got beer-scented fl- uh, ones. They've got uh, peppermint uh, as a seasonal one. They get some really, really cool scents. Not your typical lavender and other stuff like that. This is totally different. You're going to want to check this out. Sickwicks.com. S-I-C-W-I-C-K-S.com. Check it out. Thanks for listening. Big MX listeners, Supercross season is coming, and that means the return of the collective experience. Nobody brings you closer. Nobody gives you an exclusive experience where you are part of a privateer's racing program throughout the day. I'm talking pre-race strategy, filming practice session, sessions, talking about the racetrack, meeting the riders, getting cool swag, getting to hang out with guys like Dave Drakes, getting to hang out with guys like me at the track. It's an awesome program and the money goes right back to the privateers you're actually supporting their racing program and you get a really cool experience check it out google the collective experience first thing that pops up you can check out their intern program you can check out all that fun stuff you guys need to get on this program check it out you can like collective ex i believe on instagram uh the collective xp is their uh website i believe Check them out, The Collective Experience. Dave Drake's over there, a great friend of mine, and he wants you guys to be part of this program. Check it out. Can't wait to see you there. The Collective Experience, a proud sponsor of the Big MX Radio Podcast.
0: Hey, guys, this is Johnny Louch from the W Training Facility, powered by Crosley. Head over to Matera and enter Team W and get 15% off. The product's amazing. You'll love it. And uh, thanks. To the support of Big MX Radio broadcasts, we love being on the show, and talk to you soon. Damn it's got to lost you that? again for a second. Uh, no, it keep. I think it's my phone. It, it keeps going on
1: mute for some oh, reason. that that could be as well. Uh, I, I, I yeah, I, I'm fine with you taking the blame on that. Yeah, but uh,
0: that.
1: no, that's fine. Um, so before I let you go, and uh, like I said, just... if. If I'm uh, if I'm keeping you from delicious dinner, let me know. But uh, um, I was wondering uh, what, what's good, been exciting no. over at Maxima.
0: Um, you know, it's really busy at Maxima um, on a daily basis. I mean, you know, we've I've got so many things kind of to to handle. Um, you know, dealing with the ads. Or, you know, we're doing you know new ads and and uh, product labeling and and uh just a whole gamut of stuff around
1: here fair enough so just trying to get as many cases of sc1 and caster 927 out as possible yeah exactly
0: so well, you know we have we had a we have an auto division now we have a, a bicycle division and and obviously the power sports so i mean we're shipping a lot of product to you know different different industries and uh you know all the marketing stuff you know is is separate too, so makes a lot of work to do.
1: fair enough so uh feel like uh, can I feel free to dump some more uh uh on your plate and have you voice a uh a commercial for big mx radio sure <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I'll send you a script, my friend. Uh, but yeah, like uh, I would love to uh, to to get that happening, my friend. Uh, Any time that we can shed light on a on a business like Maxima, like a a a, a company that literally, uh, if I've mixed, like. I can't think the last time that I mixed fuel, and I, I like uh, I, I've been mixing gas and hauling ass since uh, since 2013 full time. Of course, raced four strokes from mm-hmm. 2006 to 08 or uh, 2009 rather. Uh, but uh, I, I'd say just I can't remember the last time that uh, I mixed fuel without uh, Castor 927. I like. I I don't, uh, it's like, first of all, I thank you for being able to uh, help me out with a a couple of cases, Uh, not this Uh last year, but the year prior to that, that definitely helped me out for a long time. But prior to that, it's just, there's, I've never had a single issue with that oil. I talked to guys like Chad Watts, who's basically a horsepower king when it comes to building two strokes. And he says he won't build an end, he won't, he won't mix a, 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 a tank of fuel without that stuff. What sort of, like, what does that mean to you when you hear people say that, especially from a guy like Chad, who literally built just about every two-stroke motor that Ricky Carmichael races as a pro?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a great endorsement. I mean, there, besides him, there's, you know, lots of other mechanics and, and tuners that kind of say the same thing. You know, we got, you know, Mitch Payton, whenever he's building those one-off two-stroke still, and uh, he swears by it, And uh, you know it's just a grade oil, great oil, great racing oil um, that's been good for a long time. So, um, yeah, I don't know, just keep the good going, you know what I'm saying? Oh, for
1: sure. I, I totally agree. And and then uh, on top of that, not only does SC1 make my bike look good, it also smells good. What is that scent? Why does it smell so damn good? And what do I have to do to get more air fresheners for my trucks that smell like SC1?
0: <laughs> that's funny you say that because, I mean, that's, probably it is one of the most popular products that maxima makes yeah. and it does so many things that i mean you know some of the things we hear about it's like okay guys putting on their shoes guys you know putting it on uh you know uh, their their bumpers of their truck you know, on the on the plastic uh it just you know it works in a lot of places and um it's become a favorite of, of a lot of people. I mean, around the world. So yeah, it's a, it's a crazy, uh, incredible product.
1: You know what I used to do, Scott, in high school when I, I was a total weirdo. You know what I used to do? Mm-hmm. I I would before I'd go to school in the morning. I'd have to walk through my garage, and I always wore. I'm a hat guy. You know, I have a hundred hats. I literally, yeah. I, I damn near have a hundred freaking hats at the house. Don't have a maximum one, by the way. Uh, but <laughs> um, I would, I would, I would. Throw my hat on. I'd walk outside into the garage. I'd tip my hat off, and I'd spray SC1 into my hat so that I could have that smell throughout the day. And I put my hat on, and go to school.
0: <laughs> that that is funny. I've never heard
1: that one. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm, I'm a total weirdo that way. I love my motorcycles, but uh, um, that those two are honestly, two of my favorite products. What are, what's a product that uh, maybe people don't like? What's the like a, a great product from uh, from Maxima? Uh, slash Pro filter that people maybe they don't think of enough. Like maybe what's what's the most underrated uh, um, Maxima product? That that's
0: a, that's a tough one. There's lots. I mean, so many things. I mean, you got uh, Assembly Lube, which is really good. You know, when you're assembling <laughs> uh, motors and in parts, and um, you got the, uh, the Speed Wax. Um, that's really nice too. I mean, it's it's like a more of a a waxy, uh, uh, polish. And, okay. um, that like works really well. Uh, and, you know, paint the surface, whatnot. Um, oh, man, I mean, the cleanup just works incredible on, you know, cleaning chains and sprockets and stuff like that. I use that all the time. Um, you know, when you got the, the gum all stuck on the, you know, the chain and dirt and, and all that, it, cleans it right off um the the bio wash is really nice too that's uh you know that's that's a spray that you can use anywhere and uh environmentally safe and um it cleans really well you can use that on you know whatever your boots i mean your bike i mean pretty much anything you can think of um i could go on and on and on but
1: um you got me using it for cologne. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. It's ridiculous, but uh, yeah, the, the last thing I wanted to, to talk to you a little about, uh, and before I let you go, and you're probably holding me up now, uh, is uh, is pro filter. Um, as much like I always forget to clean my air filter, Scott. I'm driving to the track, and I know damn well my filter is not clean properly. Um yeah but when it comes to pro filter like if if you stock up on those things uh the, the, you're not cleaning filters anymore uh, of course you can i, I think uh, if i'm that's not mistaken you, but you can, can clean the filters Mhm and, and reuse them yeah, but well, like it's there, just basically there, are, for,
0: there there are two models there's one the ready to use that you're talking about and yeah. then there's the there's a premium model too which is you know that's like the best you know Equivalent with the best filters on the market, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know that. Um, so you can have either or. I mean, you know, some people want to, you know, oil their filter and do it themselves, some people don't. So it makes it pretty convenient to use the ready to use, you know, like you said, you forgot to do it and you just grab it, you know, take it out of the bag and put it in, and um, go
1: there. It is. And, and 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 now my 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 motorcycle's breathing uh, a little smoother um so with 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 that my last question for you and uh it doesn't have to be a long winded answer. I wanted to go into the vault locked up tight as it is and ask you about mm-hmm. uh, a particular race or a particular year. You could maybe just go into some detail on the particular year nineteen eighty four uh march eighteenth uh-huh. You're on Suzuki's, and uh, you're on the podium at Talladega Supercross. One of the only times you guys went there, it's the week after the Daytona Supercross, where you finished sixth. Um, It's your only podium of that particular Supercross season. Uh, What do you recall?
0: Um, Well, like I said, I might have said before, that race was, uh, I don't remember the circumstances, but I think, you know, like one of the teams didn't show up. Uh, I don't know if it was a sanctioning thing or something like that, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, so that helped me out. I ended up getting on the podium. It was really good. I mean, that year we had the production Suzukis, and and, then I think most everybody else was riding works bikes, so we had a challenge that year. The bikes were pretty fast. Um, You know, we we had to work a little more on the the handling and suspension because we didn't have all the work stuff like we usually had. So it was a challenge for sure. But I mean, I have, I had some pretty decent finishes that year because like I said, the the bike was really fast and, um, um, just had to work a little bit harder.
1: Fair enough. So you finish only behind Jeff Ward, uh, Supercross champion, Mark Barnett, Supercross champion, and you finish just ahead of David Bailey, another Supercross champion. You're in some fast company there, my friend. And you and you and uh, Barnett put uh, put a couple of Suzuki's on the podium. Just thinking about that for a second, the fact that you were teammates with uh, the Bomber for uh, a, a quite some time. I think I might have to have you on a, like a separate podcast. It's coming off this is just a, a lightning bolt hitting my brain. We need to do like half an hour of just Barnett stories.
0: Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I was lucky enough. Yeah. To have, uh, you know, be teammate with Mark. I mean, the nicest guy you could ever meet, but the guy was hard as nails. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I didn't get to spend a ton of time because he, he lived back East. And, right. Um, you know, I was, I was a Cali guy. So, I got the opportunity to go back to his ranch, uh, his farm uh, a little bit to do some testing when we were back there, like you said, for the, uh, you know, the Daytona Supercross and stuff like that. And um, it was just incredible what the guy would do. I mean, he would just ride a bike until it was dead. I mean, just, you know, five gallons of gas after five gallons of gas, so it was good inspiration for me. Uh, you know, probably not... Fitness was probably not my uh, my forte, I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, starting was probably... Came easier to me. Yep. So uh, I definitely learned a lot from him. And uh, he was just a great guy to be a teammate with.
1: Fair enough. Well, uh, like I said, we might have to dig a little bit deeper... Uh, on a a totally separate podcast. Of course, I believe this is the third time we're having on the podcast. You're always a pleasure to talk to uh, at the uh, Carlsbad reunion or at a track or uh, over the phone. Man, I I really appreciate your time. And uh, uh, any time that you can can make some time to chat is a huge thrill for me. So I appreciate you uh, making some time for us. Uh, It's probably long past uh, time for you to uh, saddle up to the table and enjoy your dinner for this evening, and I have to do the same. But, uh, yeah, I really appreciate this, my friend, and we'll chat again soon.
0: Yeah, no problem. And I just want to mention that uh, if anyone's in the SoCal area on uh, February 3rd, that's the Carlsbad reunion. Unfortunately, it is the same day as the Super Bowl, so I'm kind of bummed on that. But it is the day after the San Diego Supercross, which is normally I I only do it after that so I can kind of get some guys that that go to the supercross some of the, the team guys mm-hmm. you know your Roger DeCostas and all those kind of guys oh yeah um you've I, had
1: Garrett sink over uh, the years last year I, I spent yeah, a half hour talking to Gary Bailey
0: yeah it's just a it's a fun time and a lot of those old guys come and it's just like
1: yeah. Brad I Lackey
0: mean, getting some of those guys there was just, it's just like a a child's dream that you know i looked up to a lot of those guys when i was growing up and to get those guys there now is just it's, it's so much fun it's a joy for me so i always look forward to it
1: absolutely so uh that like before i let you go now but if here's my question if your new orleans saints happen to be squaring off in that super bowl and they're looking pretty good this year by the way what is go like? Yeah. Is there going to be a television jerry rigged up at this place that I? I do not know that they have yeah. a television. What what's going to be that scenario?
0: They, <laughs> they do have some some smaller televisions, but I did think of that scenario, and I okay. definitely if going to be in the poll, um, I might have to uh, take a break for a little while and come back. <laughs> uh, no, we'll definitely have some TVs there. Um, have it all set up so you can mm-hmm. people can watch that too. And it, it is the Super Bowl doesn't start till three in the afternoon. Right, so yeah. you know we're gonna we might get a get the Carl's battery Reunion going a little bit sooner than when, mm-hmm. than normal, which is is at twelve o'clock. So we might you know start about ten thirty or so, eleven, uh, yeah. get it going, and then and then exit maybe a little early to watch the Super Bowl.
1: Oh, absolutely! I like I said. I always enjoy it. It's a it's a fun a fun day. You guys have amazing bikes laid out. Some bikes that you, you don't even believe how good a condition they're in. Amazing food, good beer, and uh, you might get to see uh, a motocross legend like yourself or uh, Gary Bailey or uh, Brad Lackey or Jeff or Mike Fisher. Like tons of guys come out to this thing. It's so cool. Uh, and you guys like, I'm, I'm talking to Rex Statham. I'm talking to, was it, was it Larry, Larry, Larry Huffman, Larry Myers.
0: Yeah. Larry Huffman. He actually, Huffman. um, he actually contacted me cause he was, he did it a couple of years ago and mm-hmm. he kind of MC a little bit Yeah, came down and he contacted me and this year he thought, do you have someone, you know, for your Carlsbad reunion? You know, I'm like, you're You're the one, man. You're <laughs> it. Yeah. do this. It's your position you know, so, until you don't want it. Yeah. It's great. He's, he interviews, you know, some of the guys that are there and it's just, you know, that yeah. guy's a legend, you For know, sure. to me and to so many people. He's just, he's still so good. Yeah. And he, it, it, it blows me away that the guy, you know, he doesn't do more things that he does because he's still so good. And, um, it's just, uh, I don't know. He's just a great guy.
1: For sure. He's still velvety smooth on the microphone. He gets you guys like yourself and Brock all going with the stories and stuff like that. It's gold. But uh, as always, I appreciate the time, Scott. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we'll chat again soon.
0: All right. Sounds good. Have a, have a good night.
1: Thank you for listening to the Big MX Radio Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, shoot me a direct message on Instagram. Brad Gabhart 88 is... The number one place to get a hold of me. I don't not answer any DMs. Anybody sends me a message, I answer it. If you got a question, I answer it. If you got a request, I will try and get them on the podcast. BradGabhart88. That's also my Gmail. If you want to hit me up in, the, in my email, it's BradGabhart88 at gmail.com. Hit me up. Let me know how you thought about this podcast. If you liked this podcast, i got 650 plus of other podcasts that I've done. Go check those out. Support my sponsors. Support SickWix. Support FMF. Support all of the companies that have helped me out over the years, including Fast House, which are awesome. Love Kenny Alexander and all those guys over there that do a fantastic job making me look way too good at the track. Check out the Collective Experience, the Collective XP on Instagram. And uh, As always, appreciate you guys listening and uh, hope to talk to you again soon. See ya.